And let's start in Colossians chapter chapter three. Was the uh, the topic for this or the theme suggested for this camp? So we might as well start there. Just before I start, earlier in the week, some of the uh, the young guys were criticising the uh, the height of this rostrum. I'd just like to put it straight that there's absolutely nothing wrong with the height of this rostrum. <laughs> Um, Colossians chapter 3 verse 24 says, Knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of your inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. So when I first read that, I divided it into to two bits. The good bit, or not the good bit and the bad bit, but the, the easy bit and the harder bit. So first bit, whatsoever you do, uh, well no, sorry, um, big about knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance. So that's a good bit with a, a wonderful promise of all the things that we're going to receive from the Lord. But as usual in the scriptures, there's always a, uh, a proviso or the Lord just says there's a, there's a condition and that's the second part there for you serve the Lord Christ. So I just want to look at a bit of that this morning, um, how we can serve the Lord Christ to make sure that that second bit is not, is not difficult or our challenges to make serving the Lord not difficult, um, make it be a pleasure, and, um, and so we can just continue to receive, reap the rewards. Uh, and we certainly hear that in, that, that in the testimonies, when people do what the Lord says or have uh, followed the Lord, the, the, the blessings do come. Now when, like with any talk, uh, I usually start by, with the scripture um, that's been given, then I go up and down the page to see where I could say, well, let's, let's just start at this verse or that verse. Uh, just to put things in context, but when I went backwards in Colossians chapter 3, I went back a couple of verses and I thought, no, I can't start there. I went back a couple more verses, can't start there. I kept going back and back and back, and then I ended up going back over to Colossians chapter 2, and it still continued on, but I thought um, if I kept doing that, I'd end up back in uh, Genesis chapter 1. So just for the sake of time this morning, we'll read um, from Colossians, the beginning of Colossians uh, chapter 3. And I hope you don't mind if um, this morning, if I just read uh, this bit from the Amplified Version. Um, sometimes I, well, it's, it's good to have our own revelations from the King James Version, but sometimes I find it uh, good just to read from the Amplified because it brings out a few extra words. Um, sometimes when we see the big words like fornication, adultery and all those things, we think, yeah, well, I'm not doing that, I'm not doing that, and we can gloss over thinking that we're right. But sometimes in the Amplified um, it brings out just an extra word that can not trip us up, but just remind us that there is a bit more depth to any of these words. Because as we know, the, the Greek and Hebrew words have sometimes a lot or, or broader meaning than what the meaning of the translated English word is. So I'll start reading from verse 1 in the Amplified. Therefore, if you have been raised with Christ to a new life, sharing in his resurrection from the dead, keep seeking the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind and keep uh, focused habitually on the things above, the heavenly things, not the things that are on the earth, which, are on, which only have temporal value. We've certainly heard that in a lot of the other talks through other scriptures. For you died to this world, and, and your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. So when we're baptised and filled with the Holy Spirit, our old life does die, and it says we are then hidden with Christ. So we have all these things 
given to us the Holy Spirit, but it is hidden from the people in the world, but we are alive with Christ. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then also will you appear with him in glory. So um, that's going to be fun when um, what I was thinking how that becomes appropriate is the the guy sitting next to me at work just sees this um, old grey-headed estimator working for some at homes, but on the day the Lord comes back, he's going to say, whoa, because um, I'm going to appear the same as Jesus Christ in that period, and that's when we're going to be fully shining before the world. But verse 5, so put to death and deprive the power of evil longings of your earthly body, which is sensual, self-centered instincts, immorality, impurity, sinful passion, evil desire and greed, which is a kind of idolatry because it replaces your devotion to God. And I like that verse too where it just talks about that our whole um, living in this earthly body, it's, 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 it's based on sensual, um, we have our senses um, and, and our self-centered instincts, which it says there. So um, we know that we're driven by a, um, uh, yeah, just a, a, a society that's um, just driven by, 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 by flashing things in front of our eyes just to, to pull us off track, that the world is definitely trying to suck us off the whole time just by inventing more and more exciting things just to pull us off track. And, um, and then the last bit there where it says uh, that yeah, our idolatry or um, our liking of whatever uh, can replace our devotion to God. So what we've got to also watch is um, we can have hobbies and things like that, but we've just got to watch that our, our, um, our hobbies don't start uh, replacing our devotion to God. Because things start, to, um, or like we heard the other night with Kingsley, he wasted a whole 10 minutes of his life preparing that, uh, that, that activity for us for the night meeting. And, that, and he said, like he said, he'll never get that back. And that was for our benefits. So thank you, Kingsley, that was appreciated. But if you've got a hobby... Um, you can start with 10 minutes of that hobby. You start flicking through a few books. That sounds interesting. And then um, it can go, oh, well, I'm going I'm to go down the town, buy a book. And you start reading the book on this. So therefore, a couple of hours go. And then that hobby can spread into probably hours, a few days a week, a week, then maybe weekends. And slowly, 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 we can, then, we, we can take away from our devotion to God. And I know, um, or if I can just use my own... Um, examples, I guess. Uh, we came from a um, theatrical, theatrical sort of background, and uh, and in the amateur theatrical field, yeah, you rehearse three times a week minimum, and then when it gets closer to the show, you're doing full days on Saturdays and Sundays, and then in addition to that, you you, you may be having singing lessons during the week on on the alternate nights of the week, and up in Perth, uh, in my time, you could be um, rehearsing for the Gilbert and Sullivan Society on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and then the WA Opera Company actually rehearsed on Mondays and, or yeah, no, Tuesday, Thursday, and the others were rehearsing Mondays and Wednesdays. So you could actually fill up your whole week if you wanted to broaden yourself around. And like I said, just before the show, we were called to have all day when we'd start running the show. You'd have all day Saturday and all day Sunday rehearsals. You just run Act One twice in the morning and, and once in the afternoon, and so. Um, things like that will just or can just totally suck you out of the fellowship. So um, as we're reading these things today, this I found the whole of whole of Colossians three was 
um, just a, a summary or pricey of, of our, whole, our whole walk in the Lord and just a, a good reminder of what, what not to do. But continuing on, um, uh, yeah, but where, where are we? Verse 6, because of these sinful things, the divine wrath of God is coming on the sons of disobedience, uh, those who have failed to listen and who routinely and um, obstinately disregard God's precepts. And in these sinful things, you also once walked when you were habitually walking in them without the knowledge of Christ. But we do have the knowledge of Christ now, so that's why we understand we have to drop these other things or not um, start taking up other things. But now rid yourselves completely of all these things, anger, rage, malice, slander, and obscene, abusive, filthy, vulgar language from your mouth. Do not lie one to another, for you have uh, stripped off the old self with its evil practices and put on the new spiritual self who has been continually renewed in the true knowledge in the image of him who created the new self, a, a renewal in which there is no distinction between Greek and Jew. So uh, we've been given this whole uh, new thing and he's actually stripped all these things from us but, of course, in the flesh we do have a choice of going back to those things. And like uh, Damien mentioned in his testimony, there, was, there were times where he didn't really latch on in the early days to these things, but once he did, everything, everything changed, everything takes off. Um, then we go into that bit where it says there's no distinction between Greek and Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, neither between nations, whether barbarian or Scythian, nor status, whether slave or free, but Christ is in all. Uh, Christ is all and in all so believers are equal in Christ without distinction and that's another thing that's um, not necessarily hard to overcome but in our society there's definitely um, a lot of um, distinction between and, and, and a lot of um, uh, a lot of weight given to the visual visual aspects you know we tend to classify people just how they look but the Lord's saying here that's just we've just got to totally wipe any of that clean um, in, in the fellowship here and and, uh, and as we heard in uh, Kingsley's testimony that um, someone looking at him on the street would not have believed that he was going to be the guy that uh, was here today but uh, luckily someone someone did witness to him they didn't sort of think well that's just that's just an impossibility and, and let him go um, where are we uh, verse 12 so as guys uh, so as God's own people, chosen who are holy, set apart, sanctified for his purpose, and well-beloved by God himself, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience, which has the power of, uh, to endure whatever injustice or unpleasantness comes with good temper, bearing graciously with one another and willfully forgiving each other with one, uh, if one has cause of complaint against another. For as the Lord has forgiven you, so you should forgive. Uh, beyond all these things, put on and wrap up yourselves in unselfish love, which is the perfect bond of unity. For everything is bound together in agreement, um, wherein each one seeks the best for others. So, we, and we definitely heard that the other night, where um, you can't um, uh, you can't have fellowship by yourself, but we do have to keep being with each other. But as a result of that, being with each other, obviously we have differences of, of character, differences of opinion. But the Lord is saying here we just we just got to continually work, work, work at it to, to, to be at peace with each other and look after each other. And uh, and what we find is um, yeah the more you're 
the more you're here, the more you're praying, the more you're just getting closer to God, all these things become easier and easier. And it's sometimes not easy when you first come along, but uh, after a while we, we, we get together so that all these things build up so that we can do exactly what the Lord wants here. Uh, verse 15, let the peace of Christ, the inner calm of one who walks daily with him, be, in, be the controlling factor in your hearts, deciding and settling questions that arise. To this peace, indeed, you were called as members in one body of believers. Be thankful to God always. Let the spoken word of Christ have, have its home within you, dwelling in your heart and mind, permeating every aspect of your being as you teach spiritual things and admonish and train one another with all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Whether you do, no matter what it is in word or deed, to everything in the name of Jesus Christ and dependence on him, giving thanks to God and the Father through him. And then the next little bit on, I um, hope you don't mind me just continuing to read this, this whole chapter, but in verse 18 it says, Wives, be subject to your husbands out of respect for their position as protector and their accountability to God, as is proper and fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives with an affection, with an affectionate, sympathetic, selfless love that is always seeks the best for them. And do not be embittered or resentful towards them because of the responsibilities of marriage. Verse 20, children obey your parents as God's representatives in all things. For this attitude of respect and obedience is well-pleasing to the Lord and will bring you God's promised blessings. Fathers, do not provoke or irritate or exasperate your children, which demands that are, with demands that are trivial, or unreasonable, or humiliating or abusive, nor by favouritism or indifference. Uh, treat them tenderly with loving kindness, so that we will not lose heart and become discouraged or unmotivated with their spirits broken. So a great uh, encouragement there just for the, the bits of the family. I was just thinking that there's three verses there, but my son had to... My son had to cope with within a month. He was a child and I was still telling him off. And then four weeks ago he got married. So he suddenly had to look up all, this, all the scriptures on being a husband and, uh, and about how to look after his wife. Just while I'm on that, it's really good to, to now have a daughter-in-law. It's taken a, taken a huge pressure off me to talk about, I don't have to talk about it, to Anthea about nail polish and makeup now. It's now someone else's responsibility. Uh, verse 22. Servants, in everything obey those who have your masters on earth, not only with external service, but those who merely please people, but with sincerity of heart, because your fear of the Lord. Wherever you, whatever you do, whatever you, your task may be, work from the soul that is put on your very best effort as something done, uh, not for the, Lord, for the Lord, not for men, knowing that with all certainty it is from the Lord, not from men, that you will receive the inheritance, which is your greatest reward, it is the Lord Christ, whom you actually serve. And that was our scripture for the for the camp this this year, or the, this this camp. Sorry, in verse 25, for he who does wrong will uh, will be punished for his wrongdoing. And with God, there is no partiality, no special treatment based on a person's position in life. And as we heard the other night, um, from I think it was Simon said that. Uh, any of us can dry up at any time. So the Lord, Lord just wants us to walk on exactly in his ways. There's no, um, yeah, there's no, because you've been in the Lord 20, 30, 40 years, there's no partiality about that. You've still just got to continue to maintain your stance in the Lord at all times. But let's go to another scripture. Let's go back to um, uh, Matthew. 
chapter 10, Matthew 10. Matthew 10, and just one verse here, which is uh, appropriate. Matthew 10, uh, verse 39. It says, He that finds his life shall lose it. He that loses his life for my sake shall find it. So why that scripture is appropriate? It was a bit about what we, what we just read in Colossians there, that um, once we've been given the Holy Spirit, once we've been baptised, spirit-filled, and we started our walks, um, that, that is where we're going to find our life. And he says, he that finds his life shall lose it. He that loses his life for my sake shall find it. So the thought is this morning, just don't, once you've got the Holy Spirit, once you've started your walk in the Lord, don't go looking for anything else. Don't go thinking you're going to find something else, which is what the scripture is talking about. And, uh, and like I was talking about, whether that's a hobby or a job or, uh, or, um, or a girlfriend or whatever, um, everything is here. In the Lord, the Lord set up a plan, um, and we hear so many testimonies about uh, people travelling interstate or around the world, and the Lord sets up a plan. You end up with the blessing that you need, or like George was talking about the other night, he sort of was in Melbourne, then he went to Italy and came back here and settled here, and there's heaps of other stories here of where people have gone round, and, uh, and as long as they're serving the Lord, then all, these, all, all the blessings, the inheritance will be given to you. So don't start uh, looking for something that's missing, because um, like we said, um, a 10-minute interest in something can lead to, to actually drying up in the spirit because your, your, your focus becomes somewhere else. Uh, let's go back to, uh, no, up, sorry, to John chapter 12. John chapter 12. John chapter 12. Um, starting verse, or just a couple of verses here, verse 23. It says, And Jesus answered them, saying, the hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall on the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it die, it brings forth much fruit. He that loves his life shall lose it. He that hates his life for the world shall keep it uh, unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honour. So just... Uh, Verse 26 there, exactly the same as our theme. If we're serving the Lord, then the Lord's going to provide all these other things for us. But going back to verse um, 24, uh, 24 it, was a, it was a scripture that uh, came out the other night where um, Sister Carly said she was talking to Sister Emma, which prompted her to give a testimony. And uh, it, was, it was just about this, this corn of wheat uh, letting something die before it can, it can thrive. So a couple of things there. First of all, uh, our natural life does have to die. We do have to just completely think, well, now I'm a new person. I don't continue to do the old things that we had. Um, uh, you do have to let every, everything go and then they're all the blessed things. But also uh, it came up in that testimony and in, in other things in our life that as we go through this life, there will be a lot of things do crop up. But we do have to... Um, just eventually drop stuff that's in our life, uh, problems. Um, I went straight up to Carly after the meeting and uh, it was just reminding me to, to drop some stuff that I've still got hanging around at work, just um, sort of hassles that I've got. And, I, and um, it's just a great reminder that when we do get together, um, that whatever's in our life, we do have to, we, we do get tripped up at times, we get uh, situations that we do just have to stick in the ground and bury and then, then we can move on. I remember years ago at a a convention um, 
As even one of the pastor's wives got up, she said she had a, a bit of a root of bitterness that she didn't realise that she had, um, just, just, just from a silly little situation in the fellowship. But it was then she just had to twig that that's what it was and bury it, and then suddenly her, her walk thrived, thrived again. And it's the same with us. And uh, like um, Carly was talking about the other night, when she buried the problem, then her walk blossomed things thing and uh so it's just a thing as humans we will, we will constantly have things in our life it's not it's not easy lord didn't say anything about it being easy he just gives us an easy and good way out but uh it's just a reminder this morning just to to make sure that one we've buried our old lives or those of us that had an old life um half of you or some of you have grown up in the fellowship but um uh, there may have been times in your work where you're up and down, but you've just have to, even the young ones got to, uh, that have grown up in the Lord, there will be times when things are in their life, but they've just got to say, all right, enough's enough, I'll bury that, I'll get buried in the fellowship, and then the, and, and then the, the, the blessings will flow. And let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And just one verse here, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. It says, Every man accordingly has his purpose in his heart, let him uh, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. So that's just a um, a, uh, a state of not necessarily a state of mind, but it's the one way to look at it. It is a state of mind that, um, uh, and what you find is you've just got to give it a go, pretty much. Going back to Lyndon's talk on day one, um, just got to take up an opportunity. Just say, just say yes. Um, if there's something that you're perhaps feel that you're not doing, just 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 go go a bit further. And even just being here, coming to this camp, is the first step. Um, praying or reading that little boy, bit more is the next step. Sticking up your hand to um, to help with the some, someone's got to fill up the urns and do the milk and stuff every day. There's there's also there's all these little bits, and um, and it is exciting once you do do that. Um, and this this scripture came um, came to mind the other night. Where, that you've got to give cheerfully. Um, uh, we've got at the moment we've sort of got a bit of a rolling roster in the um, Coburn house meeting, and and um, my son swapped with me. And like a couple of Wednesdays ago, it was I had to run the meeting, and it, just before the meeting, it started raining. We had thunder and lightning, and I'm thinking, and I've got to drive all the way over to the other side of Atwell just to run this meeting for however many people. And then when I drove out the road, there was roadworks. They're mucking around with. Armadale Road and it, I was only going from Treby to Atwell but I had to do this huge big trek and could hardly even get to Karamati's house but uh, when I got there yeah it was just 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 a truly blessed meeting and then of course you you just reap the rewards you find things the next day at work it was just a, a fantastic day the Lord just suddenly throws all these blessings back so um, uh, I nearly grudgingly went to your house but I didn't I, I looked at the scripture and I jumped in my car and I said yes it's raining yes it's thunder and lightning but I know he'll he'll have a smile in his face when I get to the door but um, uh, as we do these things yeah it's just a state of mind just to to push yourself and you do find that um, well I've, I've always found every time that you when you're a bit tired or, or, or you do something a bit extra um, 
the Lord just pours the blessings back. It's hard to explain, um, but I'm sure yeah, people can testify and I, I testify about that. And I know we do that sometimes at a house meeting, just say when was an example of when you did something, the Lord blessed something back. So there's never a time where you do something for the Lord and he doesn't give something back. Sometimes it takes a while, but you, and it's something that we can only encourage each other to do, but when you do, you will reap the rewards. And just a couple of scriptures here to prove that you're going to reap the rewards. Proverbs chapter 16. These are my two favourite scriptures for the favourite scripture nights. Proverbs chapter 16. Just one verse here. Proverbs 16. Verse 7. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Absolutely love that. So whatever your enemy is, um, doesn't mean someone's going to be at the, at the front door with an axe. It, does, it means if your enemy's um, enemy could be a health thing, it could be the bank manager, it could be finance, it could be getting through school, it could be um, any, any, any form of, of health issue. Um, when, when, you're, when, you're, um, when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies be at peace with him. So the closer we get to God, the closer he gets to us. And, and it's just a promise that um, these things will happen. And the other one that's very similar is just back over the page in Psalm 37. Psalm 37 verse 4, it says, Delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. So it's very similar to the other one, but um, once again, it's about cheerfully giving. Delight thyself, just get stuck in. Don't worry about it. Um, and as we heard the other night, you don't need to be doing Anything, you don't even need to have a specific job in the fellowship. Just being here at the meeting is part of, uh, part of our work for each other in the fellowship. Um, it's surprising, yeah, how you just chat to each other and things. Uh, so many times you're chatting to people and, uh, and you get something out of that conversation or you just lift it up or just, just seeing each other's face. It's, um, we love, we're, we're really lucky. We live in Treby and that's up near um, Coburn Central. And, uh, and you're always bumping into a saint up there, so, so it's actually fantastic that you sort of just, um, no matter what sort of day you've had, you just see a saint and you immediately your, your face lights up. So it is important that we just continue to do. And let's just finish in John chapter 16. John 16, one verse here. John 16, um, verse 33, says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in you might have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So whatever it is, there's absolutely nothing that can happen to you that the Lord hasn't already overcome or that the Lord hasn't already got an answer for. So praise the Lord, we can face this world cheerfully, we can help each other cheerfully, and, um, and while we do that, then the Lord promises uh, to give us all these blessings, but the encouragement from camp this time was there's just a reminder that we, we serve the Lord Christ not ourselves, and all the people said, all right, we might leave it there. Um, we